A locavore is a person who chooses to consume food that is grown, raised or produced locally. This is the Locavore Podcast, brought to you by White's IGA. Welcome to my Locavore Podcast. I'm Ros White and this is the podcast where we dig deep into the stories behind the hundreds of locally sourced, artisan bespoke and innovative products available to you in one location at White's IGA on the Sunshine Coast. Our Locavore program was officially launched in 2013 to showcase and highlight to our customers where their food comes from and help connect them to the families who create it. Organic farming is widely considered to be a far more sustainable alternative when it comes to food and beverage production as it reduces pollution and soil erosion, uses less energy and conserves water. Sunshine Coast-based Planet Organic is fully focused on this to build a healthy global community. Established in 1997, Planet Organic has been leading the way with quality, certified organic, ethically sourced teas that soothe, excite and inspire and are good for us and the planet. National Sales Manager Brian Condon from Planet Organic is here and joins us today to tell us more. Welcome, Brian. Thank you, Ros. Good morning. Good morning. Great to have you on this beautiful morning on the Sunshine Coast. Another great day on the Sunshine Coast. Yeah. (laughs) Is there a bad day? No, probably not. (laughs) Look, Planet Organic is, I think, something, maybe a brand that a lot of people have in their homes, but may not necessarily connect about what it truly represents and the fact that it's based at Coolum. It is, yeah, and got 11 staff there. And as you said, it was originally established back in 1997 by the original owner who had that vision. He'd been overseas and seen a lot of organic teas, both in the US and he was originally from the UK and came back to Australia and realised that nobody was really offering that here. So he decided to go down that route and started off in a couple of small units in Majimba. And over the past 25 years, it's grown to the size that we now are, with our own purpose-built premises um, in the Coolum Trading Estate. Fantastic. Brian, What? who was the original owner? Is he, is he still the current owner? Or? No, no. Mark Noble was the original owner and he sold it to our new owners, I think it was back in November 21. So Lee and Tanya are both Sunshine Coast residents and locals and they've taken on the company and give us all a bit of a new lease of life, I think, come in with some new ideas and I can see that we're only going to go from strength to strength. So mm. exciting times ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Now, this is, let's, I'm going to tease you a little bit here. (laughs) What tea suits the mood? If you're happy? Ginger tea, I'm going to go. Ginger and lemongrass. Sad? Good cup of English breakfast always gets you out of sadness. What about if you're angry? Angry or calming. We do a calming tea. Oh, yes. So it has to be calming. Buckets of it. Yeah. Anxious or uncomfortable? Chamomile. That's relaxing. Mm. Tired. Bedtime. Stressed. Stressed. Oh, again, probably English breakfast. So you can't beat English breakfast. How, how long do you leave the tea bag in the English breakfast? What's uh, the correct ooh, length of time to leave the bag in uh, the water? I would say, probably don't quote me on this, but three to five minutes, depending on taste. Milk or no milk? Milk for me. And I, I vary. Sometimes I have a half teaspoon of sugar. Sometimes ooh. not. Tried to cut out the sugar. Honey? 
maybe. Oh, yeah, it could be honey. Honey? Yeah, yeah. No, very good. Mm. Yeah. Local honey, of yeah. course. I, I, I do have actually one, should I say, is an amusing story about our bedtime tea, but just so people, if they want to try it, uh, we, and I don't wish to put people off it, but we generally call it our smelly sock tea. Oh! Mm, <laughs> because valerian which is the soothing property in there which helps you sleep. There is no other way to explain it. It does smell a little like smelly socks. And we've had people type in sometimes, I bought a packet of your tea and it's, it smells like smelly socks. And you have to politely get back and say... Sounds oh, very, know, are, oh, very no. calming before yeah, bedtime, but, doesn't um, it? And I, I said, hasten to add, I don't want to put people off. You'll be in the shower four times yeah. saying, I can't... It's <laughs> just, but that's how it should smell. It's just the valerian in it which actually helps you sleep does smell like just that. Just so. you pass out from the yeah. odour. Yeah, it's not that bad. It's not that bad, I hasten to add. But it's just funny that it's it's something that's cropped up a few times and you have to sort of say to people, well, that's exactly how it should smell. Um. Okay, I'm not trying that one anytime soon, but please, I, yeah. I don't want to discourage anyone no, else. No, if they... I don't. It's because it's a great tea and a, and a lot of our consumers well, that, absolutely that is a teaser, swear that by is. it. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't taste like that. It's just the, the slight aroma. So first dates, don't. don't. No. <laughs> so Mark, where did where did so he travelled around? Let's just go back to right at the beginning because yeah. it's really great to understand its first sort of foray into probably back then twenty five years ago. Yeah. Organic tea, as you say, may have been consumed by people in in other parts of the world, but maybe necessarily not necessarily a popular or known it, it, choice here. So it was quite innovative I guess in some ways for him yeah, to sort of definitely I think it was at the time and uh, as I said he obviously had that passion for it he was reasonably health conscious and and I, it just realized there was an opening there in the market and I mm. said just started off with a, a few small boxes and the brands changed a lot over the years and we've tried to become more and more sustainable mm. as time's gone by and we're still continuing to do that to this day mm. basically with our packaging as an organic company, we've always tried to minimise our packaging as much as we possibly can. For instance, with our tea bags, which is our largest range, we don't string, tag or individually envelope them because at the end of the day, that's just waste that goes into the environment that you don't really need. It's easy just to pull a tea bag out with a teaspoon. We've eliminated all plastic from our packaging. So our tea boxes now, the boxes are recyclable, the tea bags are fully home compostable. They come in an inner bag, which is also fully home compostable. So we're always striving to get better and better and, and do as much as we can for the environment. Again, we also do a, a range of herbs and spices in shakers, which we have had like a plastic sifter in the top. And again, we've made that conscious decision recently that we don't need it. Again, you can scoop it out with a teaspoon. It was just single-use plastic, so we've now eliminated that from there. Latest step is we do have some larger size of herbs and spices that are currently in plastic jars for the convenience, but we have now found a home compostable, resealable bag, and we're hoping to transition to that. So we're just constantly trying to improve and leave a smaller footprint on this great earth of ours. I love it, Brian. Mm. Excellent. And it's become so important to so many people, mm. and of course to conserve our beautiful planet yeah. and be responsible. Sustainability, I think it's our number one focus, Yeah, even in our business this mm. year. And sometimes when you do want to adopt some of those innovative alternatives, there's a, 
an added cost to doing that. Yeah. Sometimes it's there's some challenges around being able to find alternatives that yeah. are not Very true. cost prohibitive or difficult to obtain and implement. But what I love about what you just said then is that you've identified that you could eliminate mm. components of the packaging, which I'm sure reduces some costs and then maybe yeah. allowed you to absorb some of those potential additional costs to, to be able to get the right solution, which yeah, is sort I, of... I, it, it is, and, and I, we're quite proud of the fact at the moment that we, through these challenging times, we, we've only had one very small price increase, and we're really trying to maintain that, that we can be a, an economic, organic brand for people, that they don't have to pay through the nose for it. There are options out there. It takes a lot of research and a lot of time, but we've got great people in our team who are doing that research. And over time, it is changing. As I said, the new compostable resealable bag, that, that wasn't an option five, six years ago. So everyone's becoming more conscious of these facts. But you've just got to get out there and find, find it. And as I said, at the moment, we've been able to make these changes without increasing our prices. So Well, well yeah. done. That's yeah. so good. That's admirable. Mm. Yeah, that's well, big yeah, tick. We like to think so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, Brian, let's talk about the beautiful tea itself and yes. maybe we can talk about the spices yeah. a little bit later. So it's an organic tea. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what that what that is and where you source from and a little bit more about how that comes together and where you're bringing your raw material yep. in from and what that <clears throat> means and how, how what's the process of creating this beautiful organic tea? Yep. So most of our ingredients, are, I'll admit, are obviously imported from overseas. You, you, sadly, you cannot find the commercial quantities that we require here in Australia at, again, at affordable prices. So all our products are certified by Australian Certified Organic, which is a national governing board for organic. And a lot of people say, well, how do you know it's organic? But each one of our suppliers or producers has to be certified by their own governing body. So we get audited each year by the ACO and at any time we can be asked, our operations manager who does a great job, can be asked to produce what we call a trail of integrity right back to the source for that particular product. So it's transparent. You have to be able to see that even the grower, if it's in India, has an organic certification. And obviously it's got to be better for all of us because organic is, as you mentioned to earlier, products basically grown as nature intended. No herbicides, no pesticides. It's not genetic, genetically modified. And you could say it's a little source of frustration that we have to go through all these processes and costs to prove that something's grown naturally where there's so many products on the shelves that in my mind should probably say grown with the use of this chemical, that chemical genetically modified. Now I know that's never going to probably change, but all our products are grown as nature intended. That's yeah. the simplest way. Well, you never say never, I guess, but I know. you know, make a really good point there. Mm. You have to work hard to prove something that's yeah. natural yeah. and raw and yeah. wholesome yes. and perhaps the alternative products don't have to work so as hard no. to declare how they create their product. But I'd also appreciate the world has to be fed and you have to use some of those farming methods to produce the quantity of food to supply us all. But if we can all work towards that um, better processes, and I, and I know that is happening in various industries, so you know, it's just continual improvement, isn't it? 
So, it is. Mm. So what would you regard as safe agricultural practice? Oh, again, I think it, it's just the, the use of, well, minimal use of chemicals possibly. I mean, probably none of us know how much they affect us in our daily life. But again, I know farmers now are improving that. I, I do know that for a fact, whereas previously a whole field would be sprayed with chemicals. You now have machines that are actually photographing crops and then they're only spot only spot feeding the particular weed yes. with chemicals. So, that's so a re- everything's that's a, improving. Well, it is. You're yeah. right. And well, that absolutely reduces yeah. cost as well. Yeah, it does. So, uh, and um, it makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, the it technology does. is there now to, uh, do, yeah. to do that, to whereas do that. Yeah. traditional farming... An old practice. Yeah. They were just out yeah. with a horse and but, the old um, draft horse, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. towing a plough. Yeah. Well, that's mm. probably a lot of how our products may be still produced in some countries. But And, and going back to your original question, yeah, we, we, we do source from all around the world because a, a lot of our a lot of our tea, our, our standard black and green teas are either India and Sri Lanka, but we do a lot of herbal teas and they're sourced from all around the world, from places Egypt, Kosovo, Poland, <laughs> everywhere. So, yeah, we, we, our wings are spread far and wide. So is there a reason you source from so many different areas and countries? It, it Does that contribute to the flavour profile yeah, just of the because, tea? Or? And, and also areas that they're grown, I think, like we do a nettle tea, like a stinging nettle, but... Obviously, Ooh. that grows really well in Europe. I don't know uh, about. I remember no, no. stinging nettles, <laughs> yeah. whipping my little yeah, so legs. As I. <laughs> but I believe, off the top of my head, I believe that comes from Poland. So yeah, so it's it's just obviously certain areas. Uh, chamomile, I believe, is from Egypt. So obviously, chamomile grows well in Egypt. So and again, so you are getting the best flavour profiles for all those products. Are there any organic tea? Places in Australia? Yeah, there are. I think it's Majura are growing in some of the plains in Queensland and I think also northern New South Wales that there are some. But again, for, for us, we, we can't find the amounts that we need in those commercial quantities. Yeah. And also, but they farm them themselves and obviously we, we don't have mm. our own farms, unfortunately. Mm. <laughs> oh, well, that might be yeah, that. that might be maybe on a the future list. expansion plan. Well, that's right, absolutely. <laughs> No, it's terrific. And in terms of the what the ripple impact is to some of these farms from hmm. areas like India and oh, Sri yeah, Lanka be... and places that I'm sure, like you said, they potentially might even just be still using the old hand plough. Yeah. What does that mean to those villages and families oh, and people? Huge. And... I think it's a huge support. I do remember a previous owner went to some of our suppliers in Sri Lanka where they were still chopping all the cinnamon and the cinnamon quills and... And so it gives employment, gives them all a good stand of life as well. So, yeah, so it is supporting those, I'm not going to say third world countries, but it's obviously... Developing yeah, countries, developing I guess. Countries, yeah, developing countries, yeah. And so do you just sort of ring up and say, oh, can I have cargo ship of tea or something? <laughs> yeah, it's a, How does it I, I must admit, I don't get involved on that side so much, but we do get, literally, we do get shipping containers come in of tea. We've, we've got long-standing suppliers where we're dealing directly with the farm. So we, we've been dealing with a lot of these people for a good number of years. We do get samples sent first, obviously, but their quality is generally good. But it's the same. That's one thing with organic. It can change very slightly because you're not using pesticides, herbicides and everything. Flavour could have like an insect flavour yeah, maybe. Yeah, it no. can change slightly just with seasonality, you yeah. know. But we, we've got a pretty good consistent supply. But as I said... Sometimes it can change. That's just that little fraction. And uh, most organic followers appreciate that, so they they know the reasons behind it. Mm. Mm. 
So the tea comes in in bulk in big bags, or yep, and, yep. and then what, what happens? So then you bring it into your Coolum yep. factory, and then so how we, do you put it into where it is, uh, where okay. it lands on our shelf? Yeah, yeah. So we've got three, as we call it, tea bagging machines. So basically, the the raw ingredients they come in large, sort of twenty five kilo sacks. The raw ingredients are fed into hoppers at the top of the machine, and then it's it drops in its regulated dose. So you know how much tea is required for each tea bag. And it's quite a fascinating process and quite mesmerising if you just stand there and watch the tea tea bagging machine because it just click 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 drops in into the paper. The paper's sealed and then pops out. We're still quite manual. And then we have ladies on the on the floor who then take the 25 tea bags, place it in the home compostable bag hmm. in the box, and then off, packed into cartons of six, and then goes off to our distributors. We we use distributors all across Australia hmm. to distribute our products. And, and yeah, away it goes. We, we send a little bit to, obviously quite a bit to New Zealand. We send a little bit to Singapore. And recently we've just started selling on Amazon in the US, which is... Well, that's fantastic. But yeah, so the same with herbs and spices. They come in in large bags and I've got ladies in the spice room. Still very manual process, yeah. filling sifters. and Basically you know. hand-packed with yeah, love. Yeah, it is, but all here on the Sunshine Coast, mm. which is keeping employment on the Sunshine Coast, which is great for the area. It is, mm. absolutely. Something we should all be very yeah. proud of. Yeah, that's right. And we're certainly proud to have your beautiful product yeah. on our shelves. And, and I said it. It's. It, I think that's a great thing because we we could go overseas and mm. get all this packed, and mm. and the owners have made that conscious decision not to do it. So, mm. oh, good on yeah, them. Yeah, no, that's what I say. Love it. <laughs> and let's turn our attention to you, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> so you're national sales manager for Planet Organic, mm-hmm. and you've been with them for twelve years. Yeah, I have twelve years. What's your story, and how did you land here on the beautiful Sunshine Coast? Where did you grow up? I grew up in the beautiful county of Dorset in the UK on the south coast. After a number of years, moved up to Scotland, to Edinburgh, and then met my now wife, mm. Australian, who was backpacking. And then we've just celebrated 25 years. And, Congratulations. Uh, and that's also the time I've been on the coast. So I've gone from one beautiful area to another beautiful area. It's just a little bit hotter here. Yeah. <laughs> Planet Organic was a very chance meeting. I'd always been in banks and finance in the UK and as but you all well know 25 years ago on the Sunshine Coast there really wasn't a lot of infrastructure and certainly wasn't too many large banking organisations apart from your standard Commonwealths and the actual bank banks but I just met the previous owner a chance meeting through a job that I was doing and he was just looking for somebody to focus on sales and develop relationships with our customers consumers and distributors and uh, took a chance on me, and 12 years later, I'm still there. <laughs> that's that's. So did you work in banking in Australia before then? If you'd I been did here for 25? a little while. I worked for Commonwealth Bank, and then, oh, it's a long story, we, we had our own little toy business and various different things, but that's the Sunshine Coast 25 years ago. I sort of did any job that was coming up. But, yeah, no, it's worked out fantastic, and I've loved every minute of it. It's mm. been It's just something different every day. Well, I think even in banking, there's a you're sort of like a bit of a sales yes. skill set oh, there know, too, there isn't there? So definitely was. I've always dealt with people, shall we say, and I, I love working with people, mm-hmm. I, and I genuinely do. It's I enjoy it, and and that's what I'm still doing now, and that's generally yeah my role is. Yeah. So did you? How big was the company when you first stepped in twelve years ago? Have you been able to? Yeah, it's expanded. It's, it's certainly expanded. We took on a few uh, health food chains which which weren't on board originally, sort of Go Vitas, and then obviously 
more stores like yourselves have, have come on board. And that's an, an area of growth for us, I think, is the independent grocery market. Mm. As, you, as you well know, more and more are going down or having dedicated health food areas. And, and I, th- I can see that as a huge area for us to expand in. And so it's exciting times ahead. And I said overseas is another area that we're looking. As I said, we've started to ship a bit to Singapore. There's a lot of opportunities through Southeast Asia and we're well supported here by Trade Investment Queensland and Austrade. They have a lot of delegations going here, there and everywhere. And they're bringing in overseas buyers as well. But it's always hard overseas. There's so many regulations to, to get yeah. through. And, and that's a little bit, I'm I, uh, not wanting to whinge, but I do find it seems that in Australia, it seems very easy for brands to enter Australia. Every time I go out, there's an, an, another tea from overseas and you just wonder how they all get in so easily hmm. when, when you know how hard it is to go the other way. Yeah, absolutely. But but yeah. I don't know if you find that in your business that you're probably finding that there's just new brands all the time. Well, there is. There's always new lines for sure and sometimes you can't get them all on the shelf. No, no. And no. even though they have a lot of appeal, sometimes mm. it can get very competitive. Yes, very. So it's very important to have that unique and yeah. striking element yeah. that sets stands apart from, from others and – I think you're you're bang on with with mm. what you're developing there with this, not just the organic farming which you've been doing forever and yep. ever, but this you, your innovation with your sustainability and your packaging. So I think that's something that will just continue. The demand yeah. will continue to grow. So the pr- flavors, how many how many flavors of the tea in well, in our twenty five tea bags? Don't ask me to name them all, but <laughs> I think we've got fifty nine. Fifty nine uh, yeah. flavors, and then in your we've tea. got another thirty. We, we do a range of loose leaf. We call them our botanical loose leaf teas, which are sort of therapeutic, sort of recommended by naturopaths. And and then obviously herbs and spices. I think we've got about thirty of those. Mm. So it's it's interesting and uh, a hard task for operations manager mm. to keep on top of all those stock levels. But he does a great job. So mm, good on him. Yeah, yeah. So a tea bag. So tea in a tea bag. Yep. Enjoyed. I suppose the convenience of it, just being able to pop it. And then you have your brewed tea with yeah. tea leaves. Like, is it just personal taste and choice or uh, is there a big difference between those two? Personally, I think loose leaf tea it brews a better cup. You obviously, the, the, the cut of the leaf is larger and you steep it a little longer. You probably do get a little bit more flavour. But obviously the convenience of a tea bag is great and there's not a, a vast difference. So tea bags are still by far our biggest seller. And it's great when you do get out and do tastings with people. You often find that a lot of people have more than one box of our tea. And that's really our aim is to get a box of our tea into every household in Australia mm. and beyond if we can. So Obviously. how do people find Planet Organic? Obviously in stores like your, your own. We're Obviously, in any self-respecting, as I call it, health food store, online, we do have an online presence, which we've sort of built over the years. But we never undercut our retailers, I hasten to add, because the guys like yourselves are still our lifeblood. Yeah, and, well, that's it, really, mm. through stores. So, or throughout Queensland or Australia? No, or right across Australia. You, yeah, yeah, right yeah, across so, Australia. Yeah, so. Right across Australia and New Zealand. Yeah. We do a fair bit in New Zealand. And, and I said, now spreading further afield and we're just constantly always looking for markets i'm mm. actually looking at uh, europe at the moment so mm. but that's uh there's been a planet organic in europe for a long time i've got the trademark yes but, i think um, sarah wait a minute i've got a funny itching suspicion that planet organics is super supermarket they are and yeah. well, i mean i probably can say i, think it I here, met the if, fellow that 
runs it or owns it. He yeah, came to the Sunshine actually, Coast. Or, well, they're in a bit of strife at the moment. So the, oh. the gentleman that ran it was an, an actual, I think he's an English guy, but he was an actual Coles executive over here. Yes. And he'd gone back. But that's why I'm approaching them now because it's they're teetering on the edge, I think. And, teetering, teetering. Yeah, oh, very good. Yeah. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> because, the, well, you know, the English love their tea. They do. Yeah. <laughs> They do love their cup of tea yeah. and say so you're the perfect fit. Yeah, that's right. I know. Well, my 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 mum was English. Mm. She was born in London. Yeah, and and her brothers and they do love their cup of tea, yeah, don't yeah. they? No, mum, do. My mum's passed on now, but yeah, they they love their cup of. It's a funny thing. Is that a mm. tradition or a culture or just mm. a? I think it's just probably the colder climate. Cal- I think. I mean, climate. obviously for us, our sales dramatically in, increase in winter over here. But we, we still sell well through the summer, yeah. but you can see a marked difference when the yeah. colder months hit. Although, you've got to remember, a lot of our teas are great chilled. <laughs> actually, yes, they are very they nice, are. Yeah, nice yeah. tea. Yeah. I actually do enjoy a, a green tea. Yeah. And particularly a green tea, I think, above all other. But if I have them in the morning sometimes, I'm a coffee drinker, so yeah, yeah, no. I don't drink much tea, but... I like the stinky old black tea. Yeah, yeah. Like almost like a billy tea. Yeah. That- or at night sometimes, or if you, it's very calming, isn't it? Sometimes the yeah, green or the chamomile. Chamomile, or we do a bedtime, so, yeah. which is um, designed. It's got valerian and hops mm. and chamomile in there. So Yes, because a, I think I read somewhere that with your particular tea that you do have a range that helps people to sleep. Yes, so this yeah. is what so, you're yeah, talking about. So bedtime, bedtime tea, which again I think is in a, a lot yeah, of your stores. Yeah. But, yeah, so going back to the sort of ice ones, we do a rose hip hibiscus, which is quite a sweet tea. Yeah. And that's just beautiful. If you brew it, put it in the fridge in a jug and then throw a few slices of lemon and orange in there in the middle of summer. Sounds divine. It it is. And fabulous for entertaining. What great inspiration. Having your little picnic or your high tea and you've got not just beautiful hot tea poured with freshly brewed with with Mm. leaf tea leaves, but an iced tea with some fresh orange Cut in it on it some is beautiful. ice, and that doesn't have all the Yum. sugar. Like the uh, bottled sweet iced tea. So, lardy da, love it. Mm. What are some of the highlights of, and maybe even some of the challenges along the way to grow an Australian company based in Coolum on the Sunshine Coast for with longevity, twenty five years, and still growing yeah. and expanding. I'm sure along the way it hasn't all been just seamless, and you've been a big part of that journey. Maybe talk yeah. us through. Some of the, um, the the walls you've hit and the well, uh, and uh, as I alluded to earlier, I think that the challenges are that it, one for us. Well, obviously, the size of Australia, we're we're a very limited market. When you consider, I think in say California, the population's like four or maybe more than that, four times Australia. So overseas markets are a great area f- for us to move into. But as I said earlier, it's very hard. A, a lot of other countries are very good at protecting their own brands. And that's where I find is, or for me personally, I found over the years is the challenge that in Australia, and, and I know the organic, the, the government doesn't really back the organic industry that well. It does seem very easy for new brands to come in. And I, I just feel that's such a shame when there are so many great Australian brands, not just in the tea business, that could probably be supported a little bit more. So that that's definitely a challenge is yeah. size of the country. Population's only so big. And obviously the population slowed up a bit with, COVID and what have you. COVID was actually, for probably for a lot of people, was a challenge for us. It was actually reasonably good because, one, obviously we could still, like yourselves, continue to trade. Supply-wise has been an issue and yeah. cost-wise, as is you that, well is know. Is that kind of 
normalising now? Slowly, slowly, I believe. I don't think the costs are coming back that much. No. Just so the freight, the freight spike has been yeah, huge, huge difficulty for uh, for anyone that's importing. I don't know what other challenges. Just well, it's just business, isn't it? That's What's your super duper highlight over the years? I, I think obviously bringing on the sort of like the chains of the Goviters and people like yourselves. I said. Getting onto Amazon in the US is a huge thing now, pretty big for us. Again, throws up lots of challenges and, and it's very recent for us and it's thrown up challenges every day. Mm. But again, it, it does open us up to a whole new market. Mm. It really does. Yeah, so a lot um, more people can enjoy your beautiful yeah. product, which is awesome. And uh, I just, I, I said it earlier, just going back to that sustainable packaging, there are highlights every time we can find. Going from our tea boxes, we have... We, We've just constantly improved. We always had an overwrap on there. We then went to like an industrial compostable overwrap, and now we've removed that. And I said, we've gone to the home compostable in a bag, which has got to be great. Yeah, totally. Just throw it out on your compost heap yeah. and, and leave it and, and, and not worry. And hoping people do understand that too. Well, that's because right. and that's... It's getting that across to people and um, we're actually that's we're working on that now at the moment mm. but we'll be shouting that out a little bit more on our packaging mm. now that we've got settled into that, that packaging. So, yeah, it's always challenges but that's what makes life interesting, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the herbs and spices part yeah. of the business because we, we've spent a lot of time talking about tea. tea. Yeah. So you have 30 flavours. What sort of herbs and spices are you speaking about are you, in your range? Is it are they the normal ones that yeah, we understand? Your general, it, paprika yeah, general and ones. Your... yeah. So like our, obviously our biggest sellers are cinnamon and turmeric. So cinnamon is what's called a true cinnamon or cinnamon xylanicum, which is better for you than cinnamon cassia, which a lot of just your larger brands use. Oh, and just going back, that's another great thing with being organic. A lot of people don't realise that some of the so we say cheaper, larger brands do have some fillers and additives in mm -hmm. some of the turmerics. I don't think they do any, uh, well, hopefully they don't anymore, but in previous years used to actually have some colouring in them just to bring out that vibrant Yeah, that real yellow. Yeah. Which and when it gets on your clothes, you, yeah. it stains, doesn't it? Yeah, so like our turmeric obviously has nothing in it. So all our herbs and spices are purely organic herbs and spices. So, yeah, so we do cayenne pepper, peppercorns, mixed herbs, sage, rosemary. Yeah, the, the basic range that you would find in most consumers' pantry, we, we stock that. So. Yeah. So going back to the turmeric, for instance, yep. the health properties in that and it's yeah, recognised that there's... Joints. Yeah. 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 So would you say your the health properties would be more enhanced because of oh, the purity well, yeah. of the product? We uh, the It's called curcumin in turmeric, which is the health-providing benefit. And our curcumin has a high level of curcumin, whereas if you probably just bought a nationally branded that curcumin level would not be as high. So, and if you mix it with a little bit of black pepper, it enhances health benefits. Fair income. Yeah. Somebody gave me a How great expression work? back along that pepper is Batman's Robin or something like that. Oh. You know what I mean? So, yeah, put so the two together, like they're the... a great fighting force. Right. So, with turmeric, again, it's great for people's joints if they've got arthritis or tricky joints. So, we also do it in tea format. So, you can have a turmeric tea. Turmeric tea. Yeah, just in tea bags, and that's a, another good seller. Mm. And for those that just want a bit more flavour, we do it with ginger and also a turmeric chai. 
So, but no, the, the spices have grown. That was one thing that COVID really helped our herbs and spices because more people were at home. Yeah, they were staying at home, cooking at home. And we did see the sale of those increase dramatically during COVID. So, because there was a worldwide shift through COVID where people started experimenting because yeah. they yeah, had they more did. time cooking at home yeah. and took a real interest in cuisines mm. and different cuisines. I think that's continued. Yeah, I think it has. Brian, yeah, yeah I think people have sort of, well, that's one thing that the people have continued to enjoy yeah. in home cooking. And it's really interesting because there's a lot of, uh, particularly men, it seems to be more skewed to men, which is great to see, enjoying using the smoker Yes, yeah, at yeah, home. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a bit of a... A little bit of a trend there and they're enjoying that cooking at home. I'm sure their wives are very happy or their partners and experimenting with all different wood chip flavours. And We um, did look to do a range of sort of rubs and things for yeah. that. But when we started looking into it, I think everybody had the same idea at the same time. And, yeah. and you've probably seen it on your shelves. There's, yeah. a, there's a vast variety of them out there now. So we thought, no, let's just mm. stick where we are at the moment. And see how it goes, but yeah, no, that and that was probably came out of COVID a little bit. Uh, no. Yeah, interesting, isn't yeah. it? So, Brian, tell us a little bit about the owners of Planet Organic. I know they couldn't be here today; they're off sourcing yeah. some yeah, new. Yeah, they do. Product. He has a, a, another business that he's been very successful with, and he's travelling today. But uh, yeah, they're they're local. They live here on the coast. I think they've been, oh, as far as I'm aware, they've been here all their lives. And it, it, I mean, for us. Obviously, when the business went up for sale, you're never sure quite how it's going to go. But I think one of the um, the nice things was that they did say that when they I did say, why have you come from aviation to organic tea? But the the nice thing was they did say they'd look at a lot of businesses on the coast, but it was the people that impressed them. And once they walked in, they thought this is the business for us. Hopefully, they still think that way. <laughs> because again, there are lots of challenges. No, it's been great. And, and obviously... New people come in with new ideas, fresh ideas, and I, I think it's freshened us all up a little bit. Yeah. So it, yeah. you know, change is good sometimes. But yeah. what what I love about this whole story is, yeah. you know, that Mark, the founder, is a local. local. He founded the Planet Organic, and then it bought by locals, yeah. run by locals, yeah. and then the distribution itself. So it comes out of your factory and goes into. There's two distributors that we buy from. So yeah. that's La Petite and uh, who's unique. based at Majimba and Unica are based Park. at Kunda Park. And Kunda Park, Unique was founded by a fellow out of his yeah, garage Dale. in Mumbai. Yeah. And Le Petit is, is a local yeah, distributor. So, yeah. Mm. So the, the whole circular economy there, when you think about yeah. the product coming in, being processed at Coolum, distributed from Majimba and Kunda Park into, say, a White's IGA yeah. across the Sunshine Coast, the value that that is, the economic value that that's driving for our region. Oh, that's fantastic. This is the this is some of just a, a, a small snippet of the impact of yeah. a community working together and supporting each other and and offering this magnificent, pristine, beautiful product to yeah. our customers to enjoy in a way that's sustainable and planet friendly and and full of health properties and goodness. It's just. It's just such a beautiful part of the Planet Organic story and one it's better for us to all yeah, understand, isn't it? For us as staff, it was, again, I think very welcoming to have local owners mm. again because you just don't know. It could have been a multinational, could have been yeah. anyone. But, oh, yeah, absolutely. But to have somebody local who's got a passion for it as well, no, it's been 
been fantastic. Fantastic. Well, that's just as important as anything else. Yeah. That's healthy. That's yeah, building healthy communities. Yeah, it, is. Oh, it is. Just in itself. So, Brian, it's time to spill the tea. Okay. <laughs> What's your favourite quote? And um, maybe your mantra. What, what do yeah, you live your life well, I, by? I do have a bit of a mantra, and I, I before I say it, because it, I, I don't want to make it out I'm perfect, because I'm not by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I do have one that my father lived by, and I've always tried to follow it. So it was do all the good you can, by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as ever you can. Oh. So I think it's just treat people as you want to be treated yourself, isn't it, in very simplistic terms? Wow, that's... But as I said, I'm not perfect. <laughs> well, no, I think that's a beautiful <laughs> mantra, and I've never heard that one before, but I love it. And I mm. think then you are a perfect fit to what you're doing now because a lot of that is what Planet Organic is able yeah, to achieve, I, isn't it? I, I said it's just treat people as you want to be yeah. treated yourself, isn't it? That's the simplistic yeah. terms. I think so. You treat people with respect and yeah, it's returned. that's right. Yeah, that's lovely. Thanks, Brian. Simply delightful to no, sit thank and you. chat today. Yeah, thank, thank you, you very much. Thank no, you for your for time, time and for generously sharing the story of Planet Organic and your yeah. own personal story and look forward to I'm going to go back and look with fresh eyes yes your your beautiful range it's yeah. it's great to understand a little bit more about what it truly represents yeah, so yeah. well thank we'd you. love to get the herbs and spices in yeah <laughs> well let me go and talk to yeah people I, I know people I know, yeah, I know. <laughs> no we'd love to uh, all right uh, thank you bro no, thank you Ros. a locavore is a person who chooses to consume food that is grown raised or produced locally this is the Locavore Podcast, brought to you by Whites IGA.